how are you and how's it going? Welcome to the Bloody Stream Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Jorge. And we are, we're live in studio. We're in studio. But in a different studio. It's studio 2. <laughs> is that a thing? I feel like Studio 2 is a thing. I Maybe. It's a, I'm thinking of Station 2. It's station. a burger place a burger in Richmond joint. where yeah. we are. Uh, it's super good. Yeah, we're in Jorge's studio right now. Yeah, I have a little one, kind of. I don't have a it's big good. fancy mixer, but I, it's perfect for two people. Having more yeah. would be a problem. We're, oh, if we tried to have a guest in here, I'd yeah. just I'd stop doing the show. Right, I wouldn't be in here at all. But we're also uh, we're also seated a little differently. Yes, and I feel like we're both trying to look forward as much as possible. We're both sitting. We're, we're sitting at a desk it's next like to we're each at other. The same. De- yeah, we're at the same desk. Because normally it's Shannon and I, and we we zoom other people, so we're staring ahead at our <laughs> screens, even though we're next to each other. That's how we see each other. It's not set up for looking at the person you're exactly, talking to. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like I. I'm, I'm sneaking a glance every time I look over. I like just a, try like to knowing like, oh, hello. I look when I'm not talking so that I can still <laughs> face my mic. My mic is also in such a way where I can't get it Ex- in front of me while the, I'm looking at you. That's the real problem. You can't like, I can, I can do the side eye. We should have used each other's bit. mics. Yeah, oh, fuck. Yeah, we should have. Uh, anyways, I don't have, well, I do have one mention and it's not for a movie. Okay. It's for Are You Free? First of all, they took Goosebumps off of streaming. Which, yeah, they're taking it off of Netflix. It's already off. I, oh, I couldn't find fuck. it anywhere. I totally missed it. I oh, didn't know no. it was coming off. It sucks. Uh, I don't know about the movies, but the TV show Goosebumps is, is, gone. is, like, yeah, is, yeah. is it's gone. gone. R.I.P. in peace. <clears throat> if you somehow have uh, a thing that somehow hasn't been taken down, just download it all as much as you can. Yeah, I do have a bunch of Goosebumps VHS tapes. and record your screen right. all the stuff. Uh, so since Goosebumps is taken down, I was watching some Are You Afraid of the Dark? I forgot that they did come Ooh. out with a new TV show. I didn't watch that, obviously. I watched the 90s one. Uh, they came out with a new one? When did they come out with a new like one? Like two years ago. Oh, shit. Like 2019, I think. And you Maybe. didn't watch that I did one. not watch okay, that Okay, cool, one. cool. Why would I watch that one? Half, half of the thing little... with these shows is the 90s vibes. That's, That's, a, good That's like, a good point. That's a good point. Really, the ideal way to watch them is if they still had the commercials from back there. The only... Like, That's a good point. That would really help, like, mask that it wasn't a 90s thing. Um... I wouldn't care about the quality of any of the episodes of the new one if they keep the theme song. The theme song is incredibly If it's important. the original theme song, I will forgive <laughs> any bad episode. I can't do it. <laughs> I hate that part. It's not close. It's not even close. I feel like it's if just somebody a bad just vibe. listened to it, they would know what I was doing, which is the very beginning of the song. <laughs> I was towards the end when they have the matchup, but it didn't work. Um, but I highly recommend you watch it because while it is not as scary or good as you may remember, no. the the vibes are so fucking good. Mm-hmm. They, I'm calling people turkeys now because they have like the most cutting <laughs> remarks at each other, and it's always insane 90s slang <laughs> I've never heard. And they do the best noises and sound effects, and I don't Incredible. know, it's, it's it really hits hits good. Yeah, there's one. I'm again. I'm sure none of these hit as hard as they did when we were a child. But I remember the one with the guy in the pool being mm-hmm. freaky. Um, I remember that. That's the only one I really remember in terms of good. There was one with a guy who was like sucking people's age out of themselves and classic. He was, like, he was a, using yeah, like a machine. Was, for that, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I only watched the first few episodes. I mean, I a while back went and watched a bunch of them, but. Mm-hmm. Today, like this this week, I only watched a few. Um, I did get the uh, the laughing in the dark, which is a classic one with the the clown. <gasps> yes, Zeebo. yes, I know yeah, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, the kid steals his nose up from the haunted house. Oh and my Zeebo god! Zebo comes after him. Yeah, 
That's Speaking of which, up. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but they do have a new Killer Clowns from Out of Outer Space short that has come out as of this year. To by the same people? Uh, I don't know if it's the same people, but it is can't. It's like official. It's in it, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, it's gotcha. A six six minute short, I think, and it's to promote the fact that Killer Clowns from Outer Space have their own attraction at like Universal or Yo. whatever. You know, oh, like Halloween Horror Nights or yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. Uh, one have of those you things? seen it? It's so crazy because it's just the actual Killer Clowns, and you're walking through Yo. like their spaceship basically, and they're just around doing all their normal stuff. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it looks so fucking scary. I saw some uh, I saw some Killer Clown stuff at Spirit Halloween. I think that's it's which it's, I was very happy about. Yeah, yeah, there's like a lot of new hype around Killer Clowns. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know who started it. I think yeah. maybe Spirit did, but it was probably Spirit Halloween. Uh it will maybe lead to them getting a sequel someday. I hope so. And if you need some content for that, you can go listen to our episode on Killer Clowns in Matter Space. Yeah, which I love. Uh <laughs> but we're not talking about that. Those clowns. We're not talking about those. We are actually talking about a killer clown from outer, outer space. space which which is, damn which is it. interesting, right? I can't believe it fits yeah. the exact bill. Yeah. It's not even... The only problem is it isn't plural. Yep. There's only one of them. Yeah. Pretty strictly only one of them. It, one of it. <laughs> Very specific. Oh. Yeah. We are we are talking about it, it. today, and it's not... We're, I'm, all of it. I mean all of it. I mean the the original miniseries, both of the new movies, and with insights from the book. I, I was gonna say you reread the book yes. because you like to hurt yourself for fun. It was really good, though. No, I, it's still listen, really good. It's just long. Yes, it's, it's quite a long. tome. I will say, as an audiobook, it can go down quite smooth. I I got it done in like a couple weeks, and it when you're just blasting through it, it goes down yeah. a lot better than yeah. when you take your time through it. Do you it's remember like it's who too long. read the audiobook? I do not, but they fucking crushed okay. it. Okay. Because I feel like one of them has a guy who played, who was like in other Stephen King stuff. Um, maybe if I hear the name, I don't know if it'll work out, but um, Stephen King usually gets some really good uh, readers for his audiobooks. Like, some of them are just unbelievably good. It's narrated by Steven Weber. Yeah. Steven Weber played uh, Jack Torrance in uh, The Shining the miniseries. miniseries. Yeah. yeah that's, that's what awesome. I was going to say. I also think he's in this movie. <laughs> I could be wrong. Oh. I thought he was... Um, check the fir- check part one. Oh, in... in I uh, think he might be Bill's dad. Bill's dad. That would make sense. I know that uh, Zach... No, Denver, it's not. No, no, no. no. Okay, cool. I fucked that up. I am wondering if if he was going to be anywhere, I thought he would be in the original miniseries. Yeah, maybe. Hey, it was too busy banging a croquet mallet against a wall, and people weren't impressed with it. Did Even, you see the the Chinese miniseries? Yes, I believe I saw it before the Kubrick movie. Wow, it just was like a, in my VHS collection that just, that makes just sense lying around. Did there. you have a thought on it or? The only thing I remember from my childhood watching was that the hedge lines looked fake. Yes, and they were. Uh, it's aggressively more accurate to the book. Oops. Um, which, for a lot of it, makes it kind of boring. Makes sense. But Steven Weber is good in it as Jack. Like, he has a whole arc and does a whole... Like, he does a really good job with it for a miniseries. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. for it, I mean, like, the It miniseries is two episodes totaling, like, three hours and yeah, some minutes. Yeah, three hours, seven. Three, three hours, like seven, that, yeah. 12. It's, like, not... It's... Ever since it came out as a miniseries, it is forever Dude, after being considered a movie. It's a one movie, and this is the thing that I was noticing. It Chapter 2 is almost as long as the entire miniseries. Really? It's two hours and 49 minutes. 
Yeah. And the miniseries is three hours. There's an 11 minute difference. That's why it's kind of boring. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, spicy take coming in. Oh, you do it good. The uh, the the reader <laughs> of the of the anyway. audiobook sounds a lot like Tim Curry when he does Ooh, its voice. Very good. This is so cool. That was the I was gonna say. There's no yeah. <laughs> you can watch all three of these movies on HBO, HBO Max. HBO Max. If you want to listen to the book, I had it on Audible, but I, I'm almost certain that the audiobook will be on Hoopla or Canopy. Canopy oh, does audiobooks, for right? sure. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, streaming isn't hard with the library card. Nice. That was good. That was a good read. Yeah. <laughs> what would you... Uh, oh, so another thing, we we're going to actually do this in two parts. So you're getting it. Part one is your special bonus episode this week because it's the end of... Halloween slash October came up a lot faster than Wait, I thought it would. It sped up on us. We have a lot of stuff going on. So we're here to, to lay down some preliminary groundwork, cover some larger themes, like introduce characters, the storyline and everything. Uh, <laughs> and then we'll probably have another episode where we get in a little deeper and it'll just be more guests and more chaos. We're literally doing what the miniseries does, which yes. is the first half is all set up and the second half is all payoff. Yeah. <laughs> Like we're just going into like character, 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 stuff, 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 and then finale, finale. Or <laughs> uh, I was gonna say what the original miniseries does in for our episode one, where it is like actually narrative focused yes. and, and cares about being a good story, and then our second part will be like the new movies, where it's just a hot mess of special effects. <sighs> where there's just a lot going on. Yeah, but yes, that makes know, sense. That makes there's sense. ups and downs to that. What would you rate? The book, Ghost Skull Alien, the original miniseries, probably a Mister Cool. Uh, it Chapter One, also a Mister Cool. It Chapter Two, smiley face. Okay, how are I, you? How are you feeling about that? Obviously, the book is Ghost Skull Alien. Yes, the original series. I I don't know if I can actually be impartial in judging it. Because these characters have existed in my mind for as far back as I can remember. And this movie has been watched through every stage of my life. Yeah. And they have truly taken on a completely mythic quality to me. Like they are they are like like heroes from legend. Uh and the (laughs) the, the original miniseries is the incarnation which they exist for me. I see I see exactly what that's because that's I watched that a million times as a child before ever reading the book, you know. So that uh, was how, like, so when you read the book, you saw them. Yeah. In terms of vision. Yeah. And so for, I, it's probably a ghost skull alien for me because, like, one, you can't love horror without watching this. I agree. It's like yeah. 100% must watch. It's a necessary watch. I it's, agree with that. It's like kind of the way I feel about the Watchmen movie where it gets a bunch of points for me just because it reminds me about the reading of like the actual story, you know? I get what and you it, mean. it gets a lot further with me because of that. I understand I, there's some problems with this miniseries. Watchmen, I... Oh, I have way more problems with your that, I know, that I take know. with Watchmen than I do with this series. I, I think the series is actually fine in terms yeah. of what you're talking about. Um, well, I, I think there's some glaring issues. Oh, cool. yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I would probably leave it at a Ghost Skull Alien as well. Okay. And then it I'm chapter... I'm fine having that be the rating on there, by yeah. the way. I'm, con- I'm fine conceiving right. it up. You know what I mean? Cool. Uh, it chapter, chapter one, one can maybe squeeze out of Mr. Cool. <laughs> and then it chapter two is a smiley face. It's a, I love yeah. that we were both... Smiley face. Smiley face, dude. It's fine. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, and that's so long. I, I mean, pretty much anything that I have to say about 
all these movies in in comparison to each other is going to boil down to that the book and the original miniseries cared more about narrative and yeah the the two new movies cared more about Bleh, I'm a monster. I think, well, the, it's why I think there's also the difference between It Chapter 1 and It Chapter 2 is I think It Chapter 1 is actually more focused on character than it is... It does a better job with exactly. character. Exactly. Whereas the second one is literally just, I'm concerned with having something go bleh in front of you for yeah. two and a half hours. And I will say like the horror parts of Chapter 1 and Chapter 2 are way better than... They're pretty effective, yeah. ...than... Uh, some of them, so, depending. Some of them are pretty, are really good. Some of them are. They're, I roll my eyes. It's like they're they're awesome, is what they are. They're like, <laughs> they're they're great. Like I've been watching a lot of horror documentaries, yes. and they're very good for flashing something from one of those in a montage of Being horror intercut. Movie shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The original it's one. It's like a highlight reel. <laughs> yeah. The. Uh, I'll be just be referring to the miniseries as like the original, the one, original or the one. old yeah, one yeah. or the first movie. And we'll uh, probably talk about the first the the movies as chapter one and chapter two most likely. Yeah, yeah. And if not, we'll just say the new movies. I'll if just we're say old stuff, generally. new stuff is really yeah. how it's going to be. Okay. The uh, but the old stuff I found like a lot of their more effective horror was the unnerving like uh, there's the the scene where we're Bill. We haven't even spoiler configuration. We're not in vibe. We didn't do warnings. There's a, there's a picture that winks at you. That one's good. Yeah, but then it's for me it's parents. Like, yep, not seeing not blood and rubbing sp- things we're, around. We're just I'm just about saying it. it's I the that, vibe. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta do. I'm the just role. I'm talking about the the uh, the rating right now. Okay, well. yes, there's some I'm there just, is some creepy unsettling. There's another thing with parents and blood that I also love that yeah. really upsets me in like a good horror way. Yeah, and that's that well. that kind of goes with the vibe of it. Like the old one is there's still like constant like. It stuff happening, but there is oh, yeah. a lot more like talking, and we're focused on the characters, and we're really following them, and yeah, they're interrupted absolutely. by it, it shit happening. Also, as a reminder for when you watch this, it the old stuff was a network miniseries. Mm. It was a two part event on ABC, just for your edification. So when you think about it, viewer, when you're watching it, don't necessarily think of it. It'll you'll watch it as a whole movie. But, like, remember that idea in it, and it will help a lot with some of the things that might, in 2022 and beyond, uh, feel weird. You know what I mean? Right. That's all. I just wanted to give that kind of thing. Warnings for this. uh, Lots of child endangerment. Um, Yes. Some slight hinting at, uh, like, father-daughter abuse. Yeah, potential. I mean, like, not hit, like, Major display of Co- that coded but hinting yeah, yeah, yeah. at sexual abuse. Exactly. There as well. Um, the N word shows up in the lots, yeah, first lots. one in the old stuff. Oh, do they? They don't do it in any of the new stuff. They don't do it in the new stuff. They use the F slur because it's turned forward also in time. Yes. Yeah. It's set. It's set in a different time. They do yeah. use the F slur in the second in chapter two quite a bit. Mm, multiple yeah. multiple instances I saw. But either way, way less than the book. The oh book. My God, I can't even think about the. Book. It's like sometimes I'll be like listening to the audiobook, yeah. and it's always just like I literally I can't for a second take this off head. Like I, I can't was, let anybody ever stay. find out that I'm listening to this. this, this, this. It sounds so bad <laughs> if you listen to it right at this moment. Say, I like to listen to audiobooks in the car. So yeah. if I ever listen no, I to it again, you. I'm just gonna be like, No, you have to. You're just like just looking around like Fuck. Jesus. Christ. Oh my! I'm gonna get on some road where nobody is and just drive to get this out of yeah. your system. <laughs> 
Stephen King. Um, so I don't think there's any. The book has some animal violence, but I don't think any of the movies do. Nothing explicit from what I remember. No, no it's mostly scaring kids. Yeah, uh, it's mostly bleh. Bleh. In the best way that bleh can possibly be, though. Some really good blaze, but they're there. Yeah. And should you watch it first? It's so hard for me to even grasp somebody not knowing the the plot of it. You know? I completely agree. Uh but if you really don't know it, then I like I don't even know what it's like to live in a world where you don't know how this shakes out. I know, right? It but feels it feels like it's required. Like it feels like it's just ingrained yeah. in your head. Yeah, if you really don't know, then I would say just Go consume all of this because you have so much good stuff waiting for you. And you can, I would start with the book and yes. then the original miniseries and then the new movies. Go like, chronologic style. Yeah, yeah. And you can just stop whenever you're, you're sick of it. You can, <laughs> whenever uh, you get tired. Yeah. yeah. Probably during the book for most people. <laughs> it, the book is quite long. How the audiobook did, is like the audio? 45 hours long. Stop it. That's literally two straight days it's, of content. 44 hours and 55 minutes. If you long. left that on for a weekend, you would you'd be going to bed on Sunday going, "Oh, it's just done. Great. Awesome." It <laughs> really depends on how you listen to audiobooks because I like I have lots of time to listen while because yeah. I just do it there was no time where I just sat and listened, you know. I was doing other stuff. So it's like when I'm doing chores and I'm driving somewhere like Yeah, totally. Okay. Like that, you can get through it in a few weeks. Yeah, you can definitely but you, really gotta, you, you, you gotta be pounded it. Exactly. You gotta be like any moment that you're not listening, not needing to focus on something else, you snap it's that on. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah, I recommend starting there. And you can, you can. The audiobook is fine. There's some stuff where maybe you want to slow down and and maybe rewind or like have the book on hand to like reread what what's going on. Okay, there, but, yeah. In terms of like a passage or something like that. Yeah. But but mostly the movie is so like the the what's happening is all so physical. He that. Stephen King is constantly describing physical yes. things or people's like entire back history. So it's never like Stephen King getting like, overly detailed on a backstory yeah, of a character. No way. Of, like whenever, if you tune out for a second, you have time to tune back in. You, know, like, <laughs> you won't miss anything. That is my only complaint about the book is that it's too long, but it went, yeah. it went down a lot smoother this time than the first time I read it. The first Good. time was like, I'm like, this is too long, too many things like it shows up too many times you know like it's uh, but this time was a lot better i Uh, have to i don't know the length but i feel like this and the stand are in competition for his longest are they still i don't know i don't think he's written anything as long as those i know in the the meantime you know what i mean yeah fucking wildly long let me look up this stand. Oh, let me go to Audible. The stand was one where they tried it. On Audible, it's 47 hours and 47 oh, minutes. Oh, my God. It's got a whole movie. After. Over it. <laughs> I know that's one where they, like, push back on him, and he's literally like, I'm Stephen King. I'm doing it. Like it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. And listen, I I listened, I I read his book on writing. Um, oh, it's so it's, good. It's a very good book. Incredibly good book. I laughed and laughed when he was discussing part of writing the stand and he was just like yeah i was just on a walk and i was like huh oh that'll be a good and then i wrote the ending and i'm like yeah that's the ending that i know of the stand sounds like you just made it up on a walk (laughs) 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 sorry dude but (laughs) some people have some issues with with some yeah for only some of them i will say that like in terms of the endings it's not like 
there's a joke in part two about this, but don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. In chapter two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even connect it to Stephen King, honestly. I know I should have now. That seems very obvious, but... Uh... <laughs> it was a writer from Maine. <laughs> no, I mean, I, con- I connect Bill Denbro. I didn't connect that joke. Oh, to okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh... Yeah, you want to pop open the spoiler configuration? Absolutely. I'm going to start grinding through this. On my incredibly crusty and disgusting uh, mattress in the house on Kneebold Street, I will do a sensual thumb circle as fast as I can to open the spoiler configuration. Okay. So. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Cracks knuckles. If you don't know the story, I think what we got to do, first of all, is cover overall what happens and yes. then we can drill down on on certain things to compare but, and contrast but and we can like overall say i mean everything follows this same thing there's a group of seven children who find out that something really evil is in their town of Derry, maine and has been re coming up every 30 years yes. and they're in the middle of one of its awakenings Cycles, yeah and it kills a bunch of kids and then makes a major disaster happen and then disappears for another 30-ish years. Yes. So it's slightly short of 30. Yeah. They find out that together they have like a lot of power uh, just by being good, just goddamn good kids. And, and believing in believing each, in each other, each other and, and not in it, which yes. is how they refer to it. He also goes by the name Pennywise the Clown and Mr. Bob Gray, which they don't cover in any of the movies. But he does also refer to the first, like one of the first lines in the books is him saying, my name is Mr. Bob Gray, also known wow. as Pennywise the Dancing Clown. Yeah, Unbelievable. Stephen King does like doing that. There's uh, the man in black from his Dark Tower series yeah. is a character who shows up in multiple books right. under different names and different auspices, but is the same, essentially the same character. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that that's... They do that, and then they they find out about it, and a lot of, like, this is always how we start out, and a lot of it is just we see each character's interaction with it for the first time, and then them come together and decide they have to get rid of it, primarily because Bill's brother George got taken, so yes. Bill is both the leader of the group, Bill Dembro, and the main driver behind we need to kill it to save all the other children. Correct, yeah. To prevent more yeah. Georgies. They go down into the sewers... Being pursued by their their bully uh, Henry Bowers and his two cronies, the most bully of bullies, the, like the archetype Bowers. bully uh, <laughs> who is plays a major event before then. You know, just like yeah, yeah, antagonizing them as they work their way up to it. Uh, and then in the sewers, they defeat it the first time, and then they're not sure if it's dead, and so they make a promise that they'll come back if it comes back, and they do have to come back thirty years as adults, and. Remember everything because they've forgotten everything because yeah. of the magic of the place. Dairy. Yeah. Uh, so they have to. So they come back. They remember. We have some more flashbacks yes. of them being kids and more interactions more with it. Pennywise going blah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're starting to get like picked off as they need to go down into the sewers to fight it again and then finally fully defeat it. Yes. Uh, Great. That's that. Why is does everyone need to do this in three hours? The overarching. <laughs> I think it takes at least three hours to tell this story. It absolutely does. Uh, (laughs) Because you can tell already that that overarching thing isn't like particularly impressive. It is. No. This story is 100% about good character development. Yeah. It sounds almost hilariously simple. Like when you talk about it, but all of those like moments end up working out very well. Yeah. 
And so there's, I mean, we're going to have to go through each uh, character. And I mean, that's like, we'll, I think we're going to have to just like scantily cover everything we can today where we want to get some yes. more of our like actual the points deeper across. Thoughts. And then next episode, we're going to have to let, we'll just let everybody go nuts on what they, the stuff Theories they like and, thoughts and don't and like. Exactly. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the first thing I want to talk about before I forget is like part of the reason that it's so important that the narrative is here and things work the way they are and that things aren't moved around too much is because aside from all the incredible stuff that happens with each character, everything else is really about setting the scene with how fucked up Derry is because its presence has seeped into everything. Yeah. So one of the main ways that like presents itself in the original movie is they specifically talk about how like the adults will continuously ignore bad stuff that's happening to the children. Absolutely. Everybody Absolutely. just kind of turns a blind eye. Uh, Derry's known for having like the most An murders in the murder. US or anywhere, I think. And then uh, <laughs> an extra high murder count for children. The I love, because I've also, I recently read Salem's Lot. Salem's as Lot well. is so fucking good. Fucking love that so much. Um, he doesn't do the exact same thing. He does something very similar with with uh, covering the town. Exactly. The ta- so yeah. in Salem's Lot, like a focus of a chapter will be a character, and one of them, multiple of them, but one of them specifically is the town is the character that's being covered in sort yeah. of that broad way. Um, but treating the town like an entity itself is something that Stephen King does very effectively. And he does it here yeah. in a really good way. In Sam's lot, he just kind of—it's sh- very cool to see how the vibe in the town changes as shit <sighs> is happening, and like how fucked up some of the people in the town are. In this one, it's used to just be like how fucked up the town is because it has it exactly it's fully in its yeah. clutches, yeah, you know? yeah, and yeah. it is like completely in charge of everything. And it—you really, um, Devin put some of this as like Stephen King is a very good sense for building mythology. Yes, uh, absolutely. And yeah, he just he just really really fills in this this world in this town for you. you it know? is it is funny the more you read his stuff, the more some things are aggressively related. Mm-hmm. Like I was reading I started reading Needful Things, which is it's <laughs> the joke of it is done in a Rick and Morty episode where he's like I have this telescope or this microscope. It's like what will it cost? And it's like not money and you're like yeah i know how this it's a stupid joke yeah, yeah. but um it's where the devil is like hey I have this thing yeah um and they reference specifically cujo in it right as like an incident that had happened already and it's like oh shit okay um he loves really no, like, i love that he does all, everything all universe stuff. and that's also the dark tower stuff as well like pennywise it <laughs> is and the turtle which is only which is referenced in the new movies but is explicit in the book uh, is we another a, we thing. We talk about the turtle a bunch in the book. Exactly. In the movies, there's like There are Easter visual eggs. references. Yeah. Exactly. There's nothing they don't even, explicit they don't mention in it, terms yeah. of it, but it is like seen in eagle-eyed viewers will notice that. Yeah. Um, turtle wax. Stop it. <laughs> but that's true. Yeah. Um, and he does that great here. It's the reason why a lot of this works is that the town has this yeah. specific vibe and we're getting the people who aren't who are victims of it and try to stop it in terms right. of our characters. Yeah. So that's so that it's a huge part of it and it's like not something that is respected in the new movies and given its time. And so we lose a lot of like its influence on the town, you know, and so it comes down to like, okay, it is children V monster, you know? Yeah, for the most part. They there's 
Yeah, there's a couple of things that are just raw attributed to Pennywise. There's there's a specific moment I'm thinking of when Ben is at the bridge with Henry and mm-hmm. a car drives by and they specifically yeah. show a balloon in the background. Right. Which more for me, like visually, implies that Pennywise is actively in there, whether yeah. instead of just being, no, this town is a nightmare because... They do that in the new movies, right? Yes, that's in chapter one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's just saying like, LOL, kid, I am doing this to you. Cause exactly. Because it, it is definitely fucking with Henry Bowers. And oh, for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. But there's a similar, I don't remember exactly where it is, but there is a similar moment where I think Beverly might be in trouble and someone, an old man's like outside yeah. and he just walks back. Like, she it, and she, that, she very directly to the camera talks about ex- it. Yeah. Exactly. But like, that's what I'm saying is like, that shows it mm-hmm. in a way that's like, oh, this place is just bad because like living next yeah. to a nuclear like right. accident and then having it seep into the soil and like fundamentally yeah. change people. And the book spends a ton of time talking about this, which is usually what's cut <laughs> the book out. book spends a ton of time. Which is why I forgive the, the miniseries for just directly being like, the town's like this. Read the yeah. book yeah. and feel it, okay? <laughs> just shut up. <laughs> the like, book will tell you why it's like this. Whereas stop. in the like, new movies, I'm like, I literally felt like it's not like that. You know, it's... Yeah. It is more physical and not so pervasive throughout like, yes. ev- like everybody's spirit, you know? I, I do. Ag- I agree with that. I agree with that. So we have the what are affectionately referred to as the Losers Club. Losers. Starting with leader Bill Dembro. Yes. Who the... Everything opens up with his little brother going out into the rain to sail a paper boat that uh, Bill made for him while he was sick. Well, Bill is <laughs> sick. <laughs> I so here's the thing in the new one in he's the <laughs> in the sick. book he's definitely sick. yes he's for real sick in the first movie it's like it's a little vague is he but maybe I think not sick. sick I feel like he's just not yeah. acting super well exactly and then in the uh, the new the, the the part one it's like I thought he was still sick in and part he's one, just he plays hamming it, it up yeah. for him because he's still in bed. Yeah, I exactly. thought he was still sick and just hamming it up. And then in part two, it's where he's finally like, no, I was not sick. <laughs> I was not sick. I just didn't want to fucking And I was like, me. why did we keep stripping this away from Bill? This is not like one of the... <laughs> it's a very odd choice, but I like... Yeah, it's, it's just it's funny ridiculous. how progressively yeah. the further you get from <laughs> it. like going. Yeah. Um, no, Bill goes to sell his little paper boat and it goes Georgie, down a drain, yeah. Georgie, and, uh, and it is down there and he, he eats his, his arm and the rest of him takes the rest of him. <laughs> the, uh, Damn. great in the book, great in the first movie, the chapter one, Georgie is chasing after his little boat and he face first just it's the funny close it, lines himself I, into a so barrier. Doesn't he do that in the book? No. I thought he ate shit in the book. I don't think I so. I, I it does either way. But I I love that moment because like the vibe is very like ooh, but They're like being so dramatic. It's very it, funny. It's incredibly <laughs> I can't funny. Help laugh. It's and so I'm good. Like, is are we doing a horror comedy? Are we not going to take this it's, seriously? It's I look. It's the funny. Well, once we get to Pennywise, I don't yeah. think it's no. Then they turn it up to com- eleven. Like, it, it it works out, but um. Yeah, that moment is so fucking good. Just yeah. him running and getting under one of them and then looking up and there's just the do not crawl, like dairy yeah. public works and writes it. Right, it's ridiculous. 
Um, that kid sells it good too. <laughs> yeah. And so Bill Dembro is the like the leader of the Losers Club. He's the one who's most driven to get it. Yeah. Um, in like they they draw some um, comparisons between him and Henry Bowers. I think uh, just as like, like parallels or. Yeah, just as the losers of each of their own groups and like being like highly dedicated to this one goal yeah. and like yeah, yeah. in the book he does do a little bit more grappling with once he's in the sewers fighting it, uh lamenting over the fact that he dragged all these other kids down there. Well, that's a whole own, different like, process. Is it for his own goal. Yeah. Like, you know, like it he he gets just has, to do yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's more complicated, you know. It's because he, every people would not, the rest of the kids would not be in the situation if it was not him pushing them and like. Yes, absolutely, uh, and everybody gets that right. Yeah, every like each uh, format does that specifically, like yeah, that it builds the leader exactly. Yeah, uh, and that he's and he's pretty driven. Yes, yes, the yes, yes, the yes, miniseries yes. I enjoyed because his seemed more almost desperate, mm-hmm. like it seemed like. Uh, grief or sadness was his primary motivator yeah. rather than like in the in the new ones and maybe in the book you could tell me it's more of that anger over Georgie's death that kind of pushes him in the new movie like no in the in the book it's it's grief and sadness because okay. like okay. one thing that they keep coming back to is that uh, his parents are real fucked up about it yeah and so he has zero support from them now and oh like he, my god, yeah. A lot of the thing that he focuses on is that maybe if he can like fix this thing with it yeah. that he can like win back get his parents' back love and fix like, it like, again. Yeah, yeah, get back to some normalcy. It's not it's not just revenge. I'll, like, I'll say that in the in the new ones it sort of manifests as kind of an anger. Like I don't notice him being as afraid. I notice him wanting to engage yeah. with Pennywise a lot more. And they, you know what I mean? Yeah, they do that. The anger change to his parents as well. You can see it in chapter one with his father being really upset at him over taking <sighs> things out to try to like show Map him out, where yeah. Georgie's body ended up. Yeah. Uh, the next character that like the one, I mean, one of the ones we first get introduced to really is um, uh, Ben Hanscom. More like Ben Handsome. Yeah, he is a little handsome boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the the, the <laughs> The book and then decreasing as we go on is a little fat phobic about uh, the yeah. like Ben and uh, like uh, <laughs> not Stanley Eddie's mom and like any yeah. larger characters. <laughs> Whoa, Stephen King really goes to town. He on does him. not. He treats that as a neg like a full. <laughs> yeah, and it's really hard. I can't to- think of any husky larger characters in his books that are just main character <laughs> like, and ben hanscom ben, yeah ben is the only ben is yeah, one yeah. of ben like the, the big, big leads you know yeah i mean they all kind of, it's crazy how much he really gives each one of them their time to shine and they're fucking absolutely seven of them you yeah. know and then we still have a bunch of time for henry bowers and it we know everybody what everybody's parents are like we know who audra is in the book we get a good amount of uh tom <laughs> rogan who's really hard not to say joe rogan who uh, Tom Rogan is a uh, uh, oh the Beth's fucking best husband. husband yeah that's yeah. right that's right totally. his parts in the book are completely just really good. forgot yeah 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 oh uh, yeah yeah okay sorry I'm getting a little bit of a, I'm pulling yeah. a, a, a chapter two and returning to the thing right. oh wait a minute I remember I that remember <gasps> I remember uh yeah so Ben's whole thing is mainly being in love with Beverly um, <laughs> that's almost exactly it's, it. it's that uh being being larger fat I think. Is, is okay to say now. 
I guess like what the you big boy. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, like I don't know. I, I think like what you're just supposed to say fat. now. I'm not. I'm not. 100% oh, gotcha, sure. gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, even though he's not that fat in any of, the, I don't know about the book really, but in any of the movies, he's husky. <laughs> he's husky. Yeah. Yeah. It's like very fine. specific. <laughs> um, <laughs> Although I will laugh because of his in in the new movies because of his chubbier cheeks. I he's a little chubbier. Than I laughed and laughed in disbelief when I was looking up all the actors. They're all within like a year of each other. And he like the first time, especially when he's first talking to Beverly, mm-hmm. she seems like she's 17 or 16 and he seems like he's 12. Like yeah. Yeah, it feels so different. And I'm like, wait, you're the same age. Like, <laughs> I will say a big addition for him in the new movies is his love of the band new kids on the block, Yes, which is actually <laughs> used to great effect. And it was quite funny. Like when, uh, when they're seeing his room and they like close the door and like Beverly, Beverly sees it. Uh, it's great. Yeah. He's involved in a love triangle with Bill Beverly and himself. Yes, because we'll get to Beverly in a second. Um, he, as an adult, has lost weight. Um, and in in when he's a child, like part of what he his thing is being able to overcome a lot of stuff because of his love of Beverly. Yes, exactly. Like, That's his primary sort of motivator. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Everybody has like a primary motivator. Uh, so let's do Beverly next. Um, she, as a child, is like. Clearly has some level of fascination with Ben. Yeah. Like a slower brewing. Like I like legitimately like like this person. Ex- yes, know? exactly. Uh, Versus like and respect. Bill, Bill it's puppy love style. Yeah, like, she's like into Bill right she's away. She's swoody. Yeah. Like, and everybody kind of is. I mean, like everybody loves Bill. <laughs> uh, they call him stuttering Bill because he has a stutter. Because he has mentioned. a stutter, yeah, yeah. It's a big part. And like it's it's. And all of them is really cool when he's an adult and he has doesn't have a stutter and as soon as he and hears it about returns. it, it starts coming back. Yes. And it's like, that is so fucking scary. I love that. Yeah. Uh, in the book, they use it so well because like the big climactic scene with him defeating it the first time comes from him finally starting to yell the thing he's been trying to say the entire book, which is he thrusts his fists against the post, but still insists he sees the ghost. I don't know what that's called. Like, I wanted to say mantra, but I don't think that's what it is. But it's like a thing. It is something he uses to try and well, so overcome his stud or like, you know. It is something that his mother gave him to say to practice, to practice to like avoid stutter. That's what, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he has it in his mind that if, the day that he can go to his mother and say the whole thing without stuttering is another way that he can earn her oh, love back. Oh, so he's always God. repeating it to himself and he can't fucking do yeah, it. Yeah, he never gets there. And the ritual of Chud when he fights it is like when he's able to do it. And then the in the audiobook, they do such a good job of having him just fucking screaming. Yeah, like that. that's awesome. It is in like legitimate pain when this stuff is going on. Oof. He's like begging for help and shit. It's, it's wild in the book. Um, I gotta fucking read. Yeah, but him overcoming his stutter is like a huge part of it, which is like not super. It's not really covered in the movies. I think it's fine. Like it would have taken a lot more time to. to, That's what I was gonna say. I'm I'm lenient on that aspect of it in the movies. They do it, and he has the stutter. The adults do the return to the stutter thing well, so I'm. Those are like the main things, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's a big part of his personality and it's not taken away from him in the movies. But yeah, yeah. like the big overcoming it to defeat it is not uh, a factor, which yeah, I'm also, it's it, it didn't bother me too much. But uh, getting to, to Beverly Marsh, uh, who, yeah, loves Marsh. Bill, uh, is loved by Ben and does kind of love Ben back. I mean, it is like, 
Hers, she can tell there is something. Like hers ends up for Ben being like a forever love, like an yeah. actual like I like this, he likes us. We're all like on the same page, you know. Uh, <laughs> ben writes her a poem. Uh, your hair is winter fire, January embers. My heart burns there too, which I fucking to this day love I that poem. I love that dude. poem. It's I so hate good. how I hate how much I enjoy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it crushes. It, it's a great time. haiku. Yeah, they uh. There's different ways they say it in the movies. I don't really... It's fine in the new one. It's just used as a, as a device. It is a haiku. Yeah. Okay. I was t- uh, <laughs> For folks, like, there's no video. I was doing the syllable count on my hands yes, while I was they, talking. Because uh, they had just studied... In the book, they show they just had studied... The book covers uh, everything. They, book, the book they have time to cover literally everything. They had just been studying haikus in class. That makes so sense. So Ben decides to do that, and he spends like a few hours on it and decides to stop there because it was halfway good he doesn't want to fuck it up yeah uh what i'm like that's a great philosophy by the way you did amazing first of all great philosophy if you are making a work do not let good uh perfect get in the way of being good he's also worried that if he kept fucking with it he would never send it to correct oh that's good yeah very good ben yeah so he does a good job and sends it to her um and she of course thinks that bill wrote it even though they had like not even hung out yet (laughs) (laughs) um yeah give them a history in the new movies which is like man yeah Take it or leave it doesn't really change anything. They do a fucked up thing in the new movies, which is they take away Mike's gimmick and give it to Ben. I will get to <laughs> that. That's, that's, I mean, yeah, I guess. Well, that's that, the tease. I want to talk about Beverly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Beverly. Beverly, one of her big things is that her. Like, you can, you can, we can see the waveform of us getting heated yeah. about that. Yeah, I mean, so. <laughs> So Bill is fucked up about his brother and his parents. Yes. Ben is fucked up because the bullies torment him for being fat. Uh, Beverly's fucked up because of her father, really, who is the yeah. abusive piece of shit. And she is fucked up by the idea of burgeoning sexuality and her father's very horrible response to it. Yeah, because yeah. he's all he's like blames her for it basically, and <sighs> he's so he's like dis- very upset. in all of the things. I hate him all yeah. the time. Yeah, uh, and her understanding. Of the situation, she understands it better the further we get away from the book. In the book, yeah, she will not even tell the other boys that there's anything wrong with her father because they have wow. they have days where they spend the entire day together, and he's like so good to her, and she loves it, and she feels so supported and happy. And then he has days where he like does he has bad yeah, yeah he has days where he goes into um, them. okay so she's extremely abused and she's got the full mentality where she both loves him and hates him, and so she like refuses to admit anything even to herself like being worried that like god will smite her if she were to think such a bad thought about Whoa. her father like she's like really really that's incredibly in dark. her own head and it that's takes it's though. very hard it's a much harder road for her oh from, yeah from there yeah you know? yeah, yeah. in the movie she is like trying to appease him more and like really like uh kind of trying to ignore it yeah i was gonna say he's trying like, to quell it like to aware keep it. yeah you know aware of the situation really and in the new ones, she's like actively like, my father's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I will try to like do whatever he wants when I'm in front of him because he's scary. Yeah. But I know that he's a piece of shit and I accept that I have no issues. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Another thing we continuously get further away from as we, Fascinating. As we crawl away. Uh, besi- crawl away? <laughs> besides that, I mean, like her driving force is really like a place of morality. She's she's mm-hmm. one of the ones that she genuinely cares about the other kids that are being killed she loves everybody else in the group for just being her support group, basically, and yeah. being good people. You know, she's like, found she has found people who 
even in the book, like treat her right objectively all the time. Like treat give her, her as give her the, what yeah. she wants from her father. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Family so, yeah. is her is her big driving force. Like, yeah. And then we have uh, the first one. Who, who do you want to go? <laughs> well, when we were the when we start with Ben Hanscom and he's like interacting with Beverly a little bit, but then he goes and meets Bill and uh, Eddie Kasprak yes. down in the Barrens. Which I never never crossed my mind that the Barrens is a poor name for it because it's a very lush, it's a green lush. filled it's, area. It's a river. There's, yeah, they talk like a lot a about book, it in yeah. the book that the Barrens is the wrong name for it. <laughs> they don't mention it in the movies. I never thought about it twice until it's very the book funny. talks about it. Um, Eddie Kras- Kasprak is like the tiny kid who has asthma and needs his, uh, an inhaler, and mm-hmm. he's like not even the more scaredy one, but the one you'd think of being the more scary. Exactly. Cat. You know, yeah. he's definitely like the little the little shrimp. Uh, <laughs> He's one of the bigger heroes of the story at the same time as not being given quite as much attention. Mm -hmm. Um, He is like what one of the things that he struggles with is being too heavily doted on by his mother. Exactly. uh, Yeah. To the point where the doctors have said he doesn't have asthma and she is so convinced that he does that she gets a prescription for just like water. A placebo uh, inhaler. Yeah. Yeah. um, and yeah, she's got him. I don't know if it's. It's an. It's just an inhaler. Hypo, that, what's the hypochondriac? I guess. Or am I he, thinking he of acts like, like a hypochondriac? Like he's always worried about yeah, something. Takes a lot of yeah, different yeah, medications yeah. and exactly. things like that. And it's because his mother is so forced on him that he needs to be careful. And she's like, "You have asthma. Don't exactly. listen to your doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, your mother knows best." Yeah. Um, in he's also this is also a thing in terms of like Stephen King is mean to the characters, but in the like from an objective perspective, it illustrates his point further. Uh, his mother is overweight, is obese, yeah. like yeah. very large, and he is very small. Like yeah. very specifically, that's also a part of his struggle and sort of that arc is he's oppressed by literally right. a larger person, even though it's a mother presence instead of a father presence. And it's interesting because the... I the only one I don't know where, where he does this properly or not like is with fat characters but normally with every other characters when he deeply insults them it's always in places where the perspective is partially coming from characters who hate them for yeah, like other exactly. reasons and it isn't exactly. it's, that's always where his like use of slurs come it's like one of the only times you hear somebody it's using not casual. them and yeah, you're exactly. like you I don't feel like you wrote this just to get away with saying these slurs like it does it feels more like you're using it to promote how bad this yeah well it just feels like you genuinely is. gave such a good like feeling of this character exactly. like you really just fleshed this character yeah. out so much and it's like you're that fully embodying their voice to. and yeah. everything you know and it doesn't feel like you are saying this or that you Correct. mean it at all you yeah, know? yeah 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 um although the, the, came, the cocaine could have been talking the we cocaine don't, could have been we don't talking. know he did a lot of cocaine <laughs> um but with with eddie's mother something i Notice this time around while listening to the book. If you listen to the book, you watch any of the movies, it's always his overbearing mother. She is trying to keep him away from his friends. Yes. She's lied to him about the asthma. She's like a bad character, basically. Not as yeah. like not a be like uh, not abusive in the way that Beverly's father is, but uh uh, there's a more controlling or manipulative Munchausen by proxy is like a disorder. That, okay. Where uh a like a someone will purposely get a loved one to be sick or to think they're sick or convince other people that they're sick in order to get the attention. That's exactly. Okay. From it's when you do it to yourself, it's Munchausen, but it's why it's called Munchausen by proxy. Okay. Okay. 
But something I noticed Yo, this time. Yo, just regular Munchausen. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, something I realized this time is like, I don't know if that was actually the intention. When I was reading the book this time, there's a specific thing with, that his mother, it's, when it's from his mother's perspective, I don't remember his yeah. first or third yeah, person yeah. or what, but she's talking about the medication thing and it's like, and she's saying like, the doctors are wrong about it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the... Uh, the medicine, so what if it's only water and stuff? It works, and it works gets because when, I yeah. love my son so much. Yeah, she... And there's no medicine like uh, a mother's love. Yeah. And then in the sewers, he get he defeat, he like manages to defeat it and his part by using the aspirator, by believing in it when yeah. it's not real, by be- which we the book has already told you is like his mother's love is in there. Yeah. And it's kind of like I started to have this perspective of... What if she's so fucked up because she knows that it is there, but not not in like physically subconsciously? Knows. Yeah, yeah. She is aware of that evil that is everywhere, and she yeah. knows that his, that he could be really fucked up, and so she's one of the only people actually looking Who is and trying, trying to do anything about she's it. She's doing of everything she can, eye, which right. causes its own consequences and yeah. negative, you know, situations. But it is it is genuine in terms of like. She is doing what she can because she loves her son. Yeah, yeah it's not a manip. I, I was gonna say I agree with that in that I don't think it's a manipulation. I think she's mm-hmm. doing the Munchausen by proxy, but she isn't purposely doing it. Right. Like it's sort of just how she is yeah. in terms of that. I just uh, I, I found her to be a lot more sympathetic just because like when you think about it without giving her like an ignorance of it to her. Yeah. You think about like really when she's trying to keep her keep him away from his friends, she knows that the friends are dragging him down are doing to stuff. its like Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, or they're going to dangerous places yeah. in a town that she knows has a ginormous child. She can maybe rate. even like feel yeah. the way that they're upsetting the order of it because it feels it, you know. Ooh, and, like, and he's like putting that out to be like, like bad he's vibe, putting yeah. it out to everybody. Oh know? yeah. Like they like He's fucked up by these kids getting together at all. And because like you mentioned that the book covers everything, what happened to Eddie's dad? Do we know? I don't. Or is that one of the I things think that they, gets like, left? Mention it. Okay. Okay. Because um, I, I was think thinking he, if that was I a, think another actually, violent end, it might have been, or he left. That might have been another reason why she is so. I some, like just adding either to the reason, one of you them know what I mean? or. Yeah, I think I think they do say something quick about his father that okay. is, is significant <laughs> to yeah, it. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. It's, it just yeah, I mean, like literally every tiny thing always ends up being significant. But. <laughs> I know somebody's dad dies in the war. I think they showed Ben's as Ben's dad. in the movie. I don't know. It might be a if it was somebody else's or not. Um, God, <laughs> yeah. Why is Ben the most? Hey, let's just put someone else's I shit on. Like maybe Eddie's father left. That's that would getting... make sense then as to why she is also like it would add to the reasons yeah. for why she is overprotective. She like, doesn't want him to leave. She can't. Her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's Eddie and Bill hanging out in the Barrens when Ben shows up with Bev. The next people that come by to join them together are Richie Tozier and uh, Stanley Uris. Uris. Um, Stanley, we can cover pretty fast. He's like the good Boy Scout. He is actually the more scaredy cat one. The, yes, he's the, last the one, one going to want to ooh, be willing to do anything. Precisely. The last one to see it. The last one to believe in it. Like yeah. Even when they're going down to the sewers after fully confirming, he is still shaky on his. Yeah. yeah. Uh, interestingly, he's the one who cuts everybody's hands with the broken Coke bottle in the book, in the book yeah. to make the promise to come back. Hmm. I don't really understand the significance of that, but they make a point of saying it like several times that it's him doing the cutting I and wonder. not Bill. They have Bill do it in the new movies. 
Does and Bill I don't say? Think they cut in the does Bill set up the one. promise? Yeah, it's Bill's. It Bill's the but one who Stan pushes is the promise. Still the but one Stan's who the one who cuts. Actually, does the cut. Interesting. I wonder. Yeah. Um. This is maybe we'll see that in part two. Yeah. Of the, our uh, episode, <laughs> maybe we'll figure it out. Uh. <laughs> The miniseries, so one thing to know about like the way that this plot works out, in the book, the confrontation with it, both in the past and in the future, happen at the same time. Uh, they keep alternating chapter-wise. It's, yeah, like very quickly, like they'll alternate like mid -sentence between almost. each like, other, yeah. yeah, down in the sewers. In the miniseries and in the uh, the two new movies, they... They have the kids do the first confrontation, and that's the end of the first part or the first chapter. Yeah, and then they do the all the adult stuff with some flashbacks for the exactly. second part, chapter two, uh, which does work really well because in the miniseries, I think it actually worked better as two VHS tapes than it did as one movie. Because when you have it in one movie on streaming, you see the whole movie and then credits, and they play the music. When you had it on a VHS tapes, and there was two. Uh, it's right. Like what they do is they the kids defeat it, and then we see them as adults, and they show uh, uh, mainly Stan get the like everybody's been getting yeah. the calls, but they show Stan. They've been doing flashbacks right there. when Stan as an adult has killed himself, and you see that's the, the it, end. They, you see the it on the wall, and then they do credits and oh, they roll the music, and it hits so fucking unbelievable. Hard. Okay, yeah, and that's then we great. see like. The second yeah, then part. Then you move on to the next one. Yeah. And it loses all of its impact when it's like rolled into the str it one def street. It's definitely dampened super hard. Yeah. When, which is, when it's just Which there. is wild yeah. to think about like how much the medium really matters and like yeah. breaks and like how much commercial break can affect things. <laughs> yeah, I know, did like... see a couple of fade outs where I was like, that's commercial oh, break. That's yeah. 100% a commercial break. You can see the commercial break. Yeah, it's so great. I love the fade outs. I love doing that. Uh, yes. So yes, unfortunately, he's the one who as soon as he gets the call from um, Mike. Uh, Mike Hanlon kills himself. Not wanting to go back in the yeah in the book and in the first movie he just kills himself and there's no reason given for it in the new movies at the end we get a note from him that I think that's I think it I like helps it. I was gonna yeah. say I think it is an improvement objectively on it yeah where it says like he knew he wasn't strong enough to go back but he also knew they were not going to be able to defeat it if he was still alive exactly. like they exactly. needed all the living members to be there and so he killed himself yeah. to fulfill his promise so that they could all he keeps there. the he keeps the gimmick up and says i did the only logical move i could because he keeps talking about even yeah. in the miniseries i don't know about the books but he keeps talking about in the miniseries and the movies like it's the logical, like logical or empirically like or like yeah, rationally yeah, exactly yeah, he keeps yeah talking about the empirical like sense yes like, exactly yeah. Um, yeah i i like him having a reason because it yes, kind of breaks 100%. it because they were they were strong together and it was because each one of them was strong because of what they had gone through yeah. and each has their own thing. I don't like him. I mean, I don't want to call it a weakness to kill yourself, but I don't like it defeating him that way. Like I know exactly like what you yes. methods. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, does the book discuss his faith, his religion? Because the movies... He's Jewish. Yeah, the yeah. movies emphasize, or that's like the... Essentially, instead of the Boy Scout thing, he is Jewish. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. basically his his being fat in the books. Like they, yeah, people. It's in the in the original book and the miniseries when they're kids, it's the fifties, and he gets yeah mercilessly. Well, they, yeah, I mean, he for, purposely for to to Stephen King's credit is for the fifties and for some of them still in the eighties, but definitely in the fifties, everyone there is a 
quote unquote minority in the sense of they are an un they, they are have a, something that un, causes them to be teased. Greatly. Exactly. I was trying to think of like the correct phrasing for it, but yeah, they're a class that is put down upon in that society. Right. In some yeah. so way, Bill's, shape, or form. Yeah. Bill's got the stutter, Ben is fat, Mike is black, Bev's a girl, yeah. uh Stan's Jewish, Eddie's, Eddie's small and has Exactly, yeah. And Richie Tozier gets himself gets into himself, it. Does by, it on purpose. By pulling jokes on He's everybody. He's an asshole yeah. in the highest order. Yeah, it's the best really that way. he has ADHD. Yes, is, exactly. Is the, is the issue yeah. there. But yeah, he gets himself. I love yeah. to say, I love to be stopped. And Richie does that on purpose. <laughs> Purposely puts himself in the hot box, which is... So Richie, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, speaking of Richie. Well, to finish up Stan, oh, yes. he does some very cool stuff like the... I love... Um, he doesn't... When when he encounters it, he doesn't know what else to do besides he he bird watches. So he holds up his bird book and says as many bird Just names, names them that off. he can, and that works against it because it yeah. it really it's one of the perfect ways that they show that it's not about like a belief in a particular thing. It is just like their belief in themselves over him, you know. Which is also a big Salem's lot thing. <laughs> there's there's a, one very specific scene where that one of my favorite scenes in anything oh which I've talked God, about. It's so good. Uh, on this show before probably but spoilers for Salem's Lot it's when the priest is holding up the crucifix gets confronted to by the, the fucking, vampire yeah and it's like working against him it's, and he lets everybody he's like if you let everybody go I'll put it down and everybody gets out and the vampire's like okay put it down he's like no and it stops working because he put his faith in the crucifix yeah. over God and it's just yeah. like oh, oh no. so good <laughs> but in that one it's specifically there are rules and you do have to believe in God. Yes. You have to believe in God the correct <laughs> way. This one is like much more. This one's about the strength of belief and sort of one's yeah. own will involved in that. The yeah. intro to the book is like not like not the like an intro, but like, you know, when they have the page where there's just the tiny little little text, yep. you know? Yeah, yeah. It says like this book is like a if anything like means like it. The point is magic is real. It's like okay. a testament to that magic is real. If you take anything from this book, it's that magic is real. Okay. And I think it's like what Stephen King, he addresses it to his children, I believe. Aww. I think he says something like, if you take anything from this book, it's that magic is real. Or the magic is in you or, you know, something yeah. like that. Right? Like, uh, it is all about them being able to overcome it through sheer will. Exactly. Uh, and Eddie does that by through his, his bird book shit and... He unfortunately, yes, is much more scared of everything. Like it well, makes because sense. He's that... such an ordered type of person, so the chaos of yeah. magic being real, or you know, like whatever the supernatural or the unnatural colliding with that is really a tough blow to it take. It deeply affects him just exactly. that it's happening. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is why I always brought up the hypothetical question about whether you'd be more afraid of a gorilla walking into the room or a life-size Lego man. Um, and it's because oh, while the gorilla is technically scarier, I actually find the Lego man to be scarier because a, it, it, oh, it is a it's a huge like logic shadow. It doesn't make thing, sense. Right? Yeah, it's it's almost imperceptible. Like, yeah. like even if you're a practitioner of magic, you know that you're like Whoa. a giant Lego man can't just like walk into a room. <laughs> you know right? that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows that's fucked up. It shouldn't happen. So that it's like there's a whole mental aspect to that. So I find that a little scarier, even though I find gorillas to be quite scary. Gorillas are. So frightening. Yeah. <laughs> so think about that one for a while. That's the next. Chew, next chew on that one for the next question. few days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, when you're going out this Halloween weekend, yes. ask that question. Be safe. And also to to just to finish up on the the suicide stuff. What was that that number again? Nine eight eight is the U.S. Uh, crisis and care lifeline, 
We also put in, um, I just put in find a helpline now, mm. which Maria, big shouts out to Happy Capster, um, found, I think that's in our Twitch stuff now. Cool. Um, I'm putting that in because it provides multiple countries. Like there's sweet. a Canada oh, one, sweet, there's sweet, India sweet, one, sweet. There's, there's multiple like places to find that. So yeah. we'll, we'll, that'll be in the description. Yeah. Nice thing is that if you're in the US, you can just remember that 988 exactly. and just like, yeah. just blast it out, talk to someone blast right away. Out, yeah. you know, no, no problems with that. Yeah. That, that, that one can really sneak up on you. And then that's, yeah. that's the sad thing about, about Stanley Uris. It's like, if he had even gotten a moment to talk to the rest of his friends, you know, they could have like, like it would have been of, different yeah, in some way. Yeah. Shape or form. yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it can just happen like that quick. You know? oh. Um, bring us to Richie Tozier, who trash mouth. Yeah. I had always, in my mind, given a smaller part, but he's actually a massive part of, of this. Like he, he is, is basically the, the number dudes, two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had always thought of Ben as the number two. I but. keep the, I keep the love triangle as like that sort of primary thing, but Richie is next. Richie's like, next you know what I mean? up in yeah, the Beverly. Exactly. I mean, like everybody loves Beverly, but like, like in Eddie and Stan and Mike understand and are not like, <laughs> don't, they don't put them. They're like, hello, the how are you? Richie's like too, um, he's too like guarded. He uses like humor as a defense mechanism. And so that will stop him from ever getting that, yes. that step closer. Like Ben and, and uh, Bill have gotten their names are so fucking hard. But to he's say. very in, especially in the miniseries, he is very overtly affectionate towards Beverly. Yeah. Like it's more fun and like playful. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. it's hundred percent there. Like he has his arm and around the, her and hold like grabbing her in hand. The and, like, book, moving her they, along. Yeah. they spend a bunch of time like talking about that. that makes where, sense. And like, about his feelings about her and like how he regrets sometimes like making a joke out of something instead of just being genuine with yeah. her and things like that. When the, one of the big things that happens, the scene, when they go to the movie theater and it's like everybody. And I think yes. both sets of movies yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the book, it's just Richie, Bev and Ben. Oh, yeah. it kind of happens by accident. And like <laughs> they make a joke. Like of, they planned for everybody and like four, they all canceled. Yeah. Kind of okay, happens like we'll that. Here. Yeah. And like, Richie's like questioning whether he did ask Bev out on a date or not. And like, she makes a joke about it and it makes him uncomfortable. You know, it's like a whole, a whole thing. And, and of course, Henry Bowers chases them. Oh, off again. Shock, yeah. shock of shocks. I can't believe it. Richie's so good though, because he always, it doesn't matter if it's the book, the old movie, the new movie, he always can't help himself, but say something to Henry Bowers. Even though Henry yeah. Bowers has a knife that he's actively <laughs> wants to stab all of them with. That he has by this point in everything used on one of the losers like has actually drawn blood with it on a friend of his and he's like i'm gonna fucking say some shit in the (laughs) miniseries i didn't even realize he doesn't actually get to cut that's the only way yeah he beats him to it i think that was also probably the abc network issue but usually he cuts ben gets gets to the h and which for a little bit of stats we may go over the budgets here but may not uh, 30 million people watched the It miniseries over the Ooh. two days. Yeah, it's a fucking wild number. <laughs> is it? Is that high or low? It's good. It's very good. It was their highest rated like event, you know, thing. I mean, I can imagine. The, the just... Super Bowl pulls like, God, like 100 million or something. So doing good. a third Pretty of that good, is wildly for, good. For, yeah. uh, for Think, a TV movie let of me a say book, this. you know? Think about the population of the United States. Yeah. It's 300 million. Yeah. So 30 million homes being tuned yeah. in is wild. wild. Yeah, exactly. That's very cool. Um, <laughs> Richie grows up to be a comedian. Yes. He is, like, his main driving, fo- like, he is one of the most powerful members of the group because of his ability to cover up everything with humor. Like, mm. He is not like his parents are good to him. 
Yeah, he, he seems uh, relatively normal in terms of. He only gets picked on because life. he like picks some people first. Because he's, he's like, he has and, he's he stand, and he stands with people who get picked on. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he always like defeats. Uh, like he's he manages to make light of situations with it, which like destroys all of he its fucks power. Him up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the, uh, the ritual of Chud, which is a fake ritual in the, the new, new movies, movies, which I was not a fan I of hated and that. kind of disrespectful towards indigenous cultures. I don't know why they had to drag them into it. Madly. Like that. Uh, uh, um, and is not mentioned in the miniseries in the book. They do read about it as being a ritual from, um, like an indigenous tribe near them. Okay. And uh, the what you do is like, but it's a shoot ritual. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, a real, for real, yeah. and it's uh, it's not just it. I think it's like meant for whatever evil entities. But uh, yeah, it's a broad strokes kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, you have to uh, get it to stick its tongue out, and then you bite its tongue, like you bite the tip of its tongue, and then you have to hold on and start telling jokes. And if it laughs first, it dies, and if you laugh first, you then it do. gets to eat you. Yeah. Uh, oh, so the fact that you have to rough. yeah you have to hold on to it and tell jokes <laughs> and, tell jokes. and not laugh and it's like so important that Richie is such a joke teller because it's actually a huge part of being able to defeat it yeah uh, oh my god then they don't have to yeah. tell jokes in the when you, they actually do the ritual but like it is the That's point part, it's is an aspect of even, the thing I honestly have a hard time understanding what is physically happening when they do the ritual yeah because I, I was also like, thinking about the part where Bill yeah. Projects. Like there's I think a... they're mentally holding on to it. I don't think oh, they're okay. like physically okay. holding okay. on to him because they are in like a whole ethereal realm. Yeah, thing. that's I think they're mentally holding on to him and then like that's where Bill is doing like repeating his mantra yes. or, or like some anybody else will be like doing their thing at it and not being <laughs> afraid of it and not letting it do its thing at them and Correct. Like, having like that battle of wills is how they defeat it. And like that's the actual ritual, you know. The uh, ritual of Chit is really cool it is i like it a lot in yeah the book. i need to I like reread that part yeah. in the book so i have a better idea of what's physically happening i'm well i'm immediately like i haven't read the i read the book or listened to the book god maybe five six years ago yeah. at this point the i still remember aspects of the ritual of him traveling and seeing certain things like in yeah, that yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, ethereal yeah. astral whatever plane and then also seeing them again in different yeah. ways as an adult. And I was like, oh, like some yeah. of those were like, oh no. <laughs> I do want, I want to get to that when we yeah, talk about course. it. Uh, the last, like one of the, let's see. Well, let's get to um, uh, Ben Hanscom, who was the last one to join, not Ben Hanscom. Mike Hanlon. Uh, Mike Hanlon. Sorry, they all either have first names that are like somebody else's or last names that are like somebody else's. Yeah, when talking about the up. love triangle, Ben, Beverly. Bill, Bev, because they call her Bev. Yes. So it's Ben, Bill, oh, Bev. It's you know, it's all one syllable Bev Bill DeVoe over here Bill Bill DeVoe uh, that girl is pulling <laughs> <laughs> oh one thing the other thing I want to mention about Bev real fast is they they wait they like over sexualize her in the new movies even when she's a child and it's like a super weird take on it's that. it is not as much as when I first watched it when I first watched it I was shocked by it this time I was more prepared for it mm-hmm. and it's odd in that I think it goes on for a little bit too long and especially because the audience you know you're not a teenager like I get what they're doing they're trying to do the like this is the perspective of teenage boys towards this teenage girl Mm -hmm. 
I understand that. Don't put a 15-year-old girl in slow motion as she's taking off a dress. Like, right. just don't do it. No, you can have saying. her do the thing and run off because it's fucking whatever. That's fine. The boy, the, it's don't, always a thing that the boys are into. Yeah. I'm saying the movie is actively sexualized. Exactly. The movie. Like a it, young the girl. It's very odd. Mm, that, that's I liked, I was more fine with the second part of that where they're all staring and yeah. it's just the looks that's of the, them. And, she, and then you mostly see her with like her sunglasses. Then she turns and looks and they all like, you know, Yeah, that's panic. the classic gag. That's fine. The, there's a couple of parts of that that are like, ski woe in a bad way. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, keep on the lookout for that, by the way. Yeah. Don't, the movie don't, gets a little bit Bev's dad. Don't know that. It's and it's, great. yeah, exactly. And it's just like, it works fine with the old one where every, like, yeah. The boys are doing what they actually do, which is they all kind of love her, but are too shy to Ex- like, even show about anything. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, um, and mostly they just like, they put her being their friend first over them, their attraction yeah. to her. Even the two the characters that are yeah. mostly about, like that do have feelings for her yeah. in a more explicit way. Yeah, I think at some point in the book, Ben like gets the feeling that like it, it's like they are just... Like he wants to be, he wants to preserve friendship over trying. He would to rather be her yeah. friend than to push to for it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Which now, good boy, Ben. Good boy. Ben. Mike Hanlon. <laughs> yes. Comes in last. Uh, he is tormented uh, for being black. Yeah. So he gets like really the worst of it in the book. He is also the one everybody thinks Henry Bowers hates them the most, but Henry Bowers hates Mike by far the yeah. most. It's because uh, they call it, they talk about this a lot more in the in the uh, book it's in the movies but uh they say henry bowers's dad is crazy they call him crazy butch bowers the whole oh book. man and he's just a like an insane ex-military cop yeah that just like beats the shit out of henry and like, does all sorts of awful things to him like henry starts a victim you know but he gives oh, yeah, yeah. fully into it's, he it. is he is like, fully hurt people hurt people he allows like, yeah yeah he allows in it, terms of his genesis yeah. yeah yeah and he allows it to fully like possess him basically he, he's like there. Yeah, at a certain yeah. point. Um, he could have just as easily been one of the losers if he had not yeah. gone so bad. And maybe he would have if this situation had happened earlier, but he's a little older. and he's Yeah, like, he's a couple years like older He's started than to yeah. lose the magic already, and he puts his Precisely. faith in you know the real world and bullying people and his knife, you know, Ugh. Um, which he kills his dad with on its command. Uh, and... That very that good wins his eternal allegiance to it, basically. Because oh, he's yeah. like, yeah, you got rid of my crazy dad. He's like, you're um, you are my dad now. But uh, Mike's <laughs> parents mm-hmm. moved to Derry, knowing that it was pretty racist. But they like, like his dad had been in the military and stopped by there at some point and just been like, this place is awesome. I like it. Uh, and they start their farm, <laughs> and everybody messes with them. And at some point, Butch messes with them enough where uh, Mike's father shoves the shotgun in his face and he's like if you ever call me any name like this I'm ever gonna... again like i will blow your fucking brains out basically yes um, and he, but he's mostly but yeah. like most of what he teaches mike is like hey you got to know when the right time exactly to fight you is. can't like, just fight. you yeah. should get used to running and like it even makes a point of like telling his wife like he's got to know how to run yeah. away from situations because he's going to have Very to good. be like in really bad shit his whole life um, and then there is a t- there's a correct time to do it. So he does like yeah. the one time that he threatens crazy Butch Bowers, and it's enough to where Butch never like directly does anything to him again. Oh shit! Okay, Henry. Oh, this is a animal violence for the for the book. I'm sorry. Uh, Henry kills 
uh, their dog, like the Hanlon's dog, uh -huh. by uh, befriending him over months of that, by giving him oh. food so the dog's always happy to see him and then he feeds him a bunch of poisoned meat. Oh, fuck uh, you, dude. And then <laughs> watches the dog die and then goes and tells his dad what he did and his dad is really proud of him and gives him his first beer. Oh, wow. Um, thereby solidifying in Henry's head that like extreme Violent, types of violence yeah. make his dad happy. His approval. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's, that's where he gets a lot of his shit from. That um, set of synapses associating with, you, with each other is very fucked. Like, yeah. It's just unbelievably cruel. So Butch, and I'm, this is all going to be about Mike, I promise. Butch Bowers, because of the situation that's happening and because uh, Mike's father is just a better farmer and businessman, yeah. His his farm starts to whittle away, and he's crazy, you know. So he starts to lose everything, and he blames it all on, on the Hanlins. Yeah. And he tells Henry this his entire life, using the, every slur in the okay. book. Okay, he puts it in his head that everything bad that happens to Henry is because of the Hanlins, basically. I see. Which is why he absolutely hates Mike Hanlon more than any of them. Which is what causes him to be chasing around Mike when he does meet the losers and joins in the what they call the apocalyptic rock fight rock fight which is very funny rock in, war in rock the, fight it's, all... it's so funny in the new movies <laughs> but it's stripped of like all of its significance you know like, yeah it's yeah i liked it in the book and in the miniseries the miniseries was only going to do it as much as it could i appreciated the vibe in the movie, yeah. but yeah, it gets more not comedic necessarily, but almost like bombastic. It's, it's quite comedic in like, the new movie. There's some slow-mo slow slow shots where people get bonked on the head with a it's, rock it's and it Finn is Wolfhard just as yelling rock war and then immediately goes, getting rock hit. Fight, and then it's like close up on him and immediately rock in his face and it's very funny. <laughs> the the yeah. miniseries like has like a slow motion shot of Beverly getting hit by a rock. And like these rocks fucking hurts so when yeah. they get hurt. They're not laughing or having fun. And that's where Ben runs down the rock and hill and tackles Henry Bowers. Yeah. Ben's a fucking hero. He uh, does that too. He does that in the, um, he does a sim. He doesn't get fully tackle him, but he does. Uh, Beverly gets hit by like a rock or like close to a rock. And he just war cries at them and just yeah, starts yeah. flinging like super yeah, hard. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a really critical moment because it's like, this is where uh, Henry Bowers wants to get Mike so fucking bad. Mike joins the rest of the losers. They finally like hand to like they defeat together Henry Bowers in Mortal Kombat finally, <laughs> and they say like we are not afraid of you anymore. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. Um. And yeah, fuck you. We'll put you in the hospital if you keep messing with I us. I love. Listen, that's Bill's line. Yeah. Bill's line. In the miniseries, like I will talk it's about maybe too. maybe later. But a lot I, of those lines from the miniseries are from directly okay, from the good. book, and that's one of them. I, I will talk about this probably in maybe part two because we'll probably get specifics. I love all of the bills. I really love Jonathan Brandis in the miniseries because he says that with such a cool venom yeah. of it, like such a matter of fact. Like he's holding yeah. like a fucking big rock, and he's like, "Well, the six of us can put you in the hospital." 
Seven. And it's just like, yeah, and then Mike comes in at seven. I'm like, oh, they're going to put him in the hospital. The, uh, this <laughs> they're going to do it. That, yes. When he's, this is the first time I've noticed, but when he's saying that, he's holding a two-hander rock. Yeah. One that's wide enough to hold the two hands. He was going to smash Henry's he, kneecap into oblivion. He, like, when he runs down the hill after Ben, he's holding it already, and he does smash it to the side of Henry's leg. That's like oh why he's on the ground, God. I think, in part. Well, I guess he gets tackled by Ben. But, but like... like Part is because he like slammed it into somebody's leg. I don't remember if it was was Henry or not. That's fucking awesome. Um, So that's a big part. So Mike, that's Mike is the final member to join. The apocalyptic rock fight is huge in the movie. In the miniseries, he's the one that takes the the Polaroid of them, which I think is like such like a moment in time. You know, when the the first picture is taken of all of them. Um, He is the one that because of like his parents wanting to be in dairy their decision to come mm-hmm. to dairy has like a relationship with the whole history of dairy yeah and it also makes w- sense why he goes into the history of the town yeah like yeah and he's the one who stays behind to be the watcher and watch for when it comes back and it's like that's a huge like you've noticed that like if everybody else had a bunch of other personality stuff to take to talk about with him it's mainly that he like they don't talk about this in the movies, but like his family's relationship with the Bowers family yeah. and his relationship with the history of Derry and him being the watcher. Uh, they give all of his love of the history stuff over to Ben, leaving him with like nothing, nothing. In, in the new movie. Chapter leaving, him, one. leaving him with uh, a weird gimmick of you have to choose. He kind of gets the, he, the killer. He, kill, he gets a little kill, bit of the killer. Kill or be, be killed, the, the, yeah. the choose your moment. Like, they, yeah. Like you know, control over your life stuff, but that's it. And they give him the and the, his gun. the the cow killing gun, the air the gun, bolt gun, the bolt yeah, gun. Yeah. yeah. Um, just weird that they strip so much weight. He does end up being the one who stays to watch, but then they also like fuck with him on that too. In in chapter two, because they make him like come up with like a scheme to like trick them and He's shit. Like weird. He's so... I think they did him a huge odd. disservice. They do him so ones. dirty in yeah. the fucking new movie. Because he's so good and important in the, yeah. in the original. As I mean, everybody is, but... But that's what you mean. Exactly. Like, everyone has their yeah. stuff in it. So, the the last one I really want to talk about... I mean, because there's a bunch of... I could go on forever about the side characters, but it yeah. itself... I mean, the few things to cover Pennywise. are like... Penny, yeah, Pennywise the Dancing Clown. Uh, really, Bob Stephen fucking King, Gray or Bob whatever. Gray... <laughs> it the the eater of worlds i am the eater of worlds end of children <laughs> i love that line. dude yes uh, played excellently in both by um, yes 100%. When, uh, tim curry in the original and bill skarsgård in the who is, new ones who is part of stellan's brood of yeah. disgustingly hot actors <laughs> uh in Stephen King's universe, he is actually like the the eater of worlds. He is a metaphysical entity who and like is the, involved with also involved in the Dark Tower shit. Like, yeah, like quite literally, like yeah. the Destroyer and yeah. the uh, <laughs> the Turtle is the creator. When when this is stuff that you don't get in the movies. <laughs> Any of the movies when they go to fight it and they enter the ritual of Chud, it's not just them. It like, starts off with some of the stuff you see in the movies where they have to like overcome fears. Yeah. But then in when they're children, Bill enters like ethereal combat with it, the ritual of Chud, where he mm-hmm. gets it throws him through the blackness of eternal space time at a million miles <laughs> an Folks, hour. This, is, this as, is exactly what happens. Yeah, as he flies past like he flies past all of his a bunch of galaxy like immediately yeah. and then goes so far out that he like 
starts passing the turtle who's like so large that even at his speed it's still taking time to pass by pass. and the turtle directly talks like, to him hello <laughs> and all these they don't do it as much in the new movies but in the miniseries where they're talking about like we felt like there was some force that like kept us safe and brought us together and did yeah everything. it's literally the turtle and the turtle tells him so he goes yep basically. i got you yeah it's me sorry i've been in an eternal war with the fucking destroyer i don't think he doesn't i don't even think they fight like, each other like he's just like well oh no, but <laughs> I know are, they, they hate. Like, like, I know Pennywise hates him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but he doesn't seem to care at all. I mean, he's he's like he's like I'm really yeah. sorry about making the universe, but he's, I had a tummy ache. Like, it was gonna he vomited out the universe, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and he's like, I they they, they draw so power from the turtle, but the turtle also is not making this happen for them exactly because. No. They in the books they constantly repeat the line the turtle couldn't help us because he asks for anything. It's more like the turtle wouldn't help. Yeah, from the turtle, <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm just a turtle. Good. You know, uh, he's like, if, with anything, he tells them like, you know, you can do it. Just be. Yeah, be he's brave. like, you can do it. You got it. You're fine. You got it. You're fine. Um, <laughs> he does when they defeat it the first time. He does tell them like, good job. Yeah, that's kind of his attitude. He's, he's basically like, like, oh damn, he's like, you, did real, yeah. you did real good. Kids. Awesome, that was pretty Very cool. good. Uh, so I love the turtle though. <laughs> Turtle's fucking great. Let's talk about Pennywise. And he's flying. Yeah, he's flying, and Pennywise is like doing this thing where he's like, "I will literally. I'm gonna literally. I forgot. He chucks him so hard. His idea is he's gonna th- fly so far and fast through all of existence that he's gonna bust out the other side to where Pennywise actually lives. Like, yes, as a, yeah, as yeah. a real physical yeah. entity where he will be kept alive forever in eternal madness and fear. Yeah. And it's so awesome. And as they're going, he like manages to stop himself by like entering this ritual of Chud with Pennywise where he's holding on to him somehow. And in the book he's doing his I throw my I thrust my fist against the post line yes. over and over. And it is actively hurting Pennywise. And he's like screaming for him it's to unbelievable stop. unbelievable how and much. And he promises, yeah. like, I'll I'll let you go, I'll never bother you again. I'll give you riches, I'll give you anything you've ever wanted. Like he promises him everything. And he, like, you know, bring Georgie back, all of that. Uh, and he has to hold on. And it's Bill that defeats him that time. And then in the book, the second time around, Bill's not able to do it. He's not strong enough anymore. And Richie's actually the one who has to come back out yes, after Bill. that's right. Yeah. Richie's the only other one that flies through that blackness after him. Does Bill see the results the yeah. turtle? Yeah. And when they're adults, they come flying by the turtle and the <laughs> turtle is dead. dead. Yeah. And it's Pennywise just... is laughing about it because he says that the turtle like threw up in his own shell and choked on yeah, it. Yeah, like he choked on his own vomit. Like yeah. he was doing, yeah. Just so grotesque. And he's the way he laughs about it and taunts them, I'm just like, this is so fucking, it's like just telling them like God is dead. And I'm like, yeah, I'm I was going to say, now, I know? think a lot of people, um, I think again, because of the way the book, you know, grips you, and forces you into like, not force you, but like, you know, gets you so invested in everything that you kind of go along for the ride. But like hearing about this, I'm sure people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. It, it's hilarious that a child killing clown is also a metaphysical entity who lives outside of the barriers of our universe. Yeah. And you know, like is this sort of God type thing. Um, but it really does, the, the scale sometimes feels off, but I think for the most part, it works great. Like, especially once you know that, it's kind of like, huh, so why are you doing this sort of thing? But it being such a sadist in a lot of ways really, like, 
gives that a pass, I think, for me. Because he specifically is like, I, human beings, and particularly children, taste better when they are scared. Like, it feels good in my mouth when you are frightened. So I'm going to milk the shit out of this. And I, I think it's the book that says this that like the one law that all entities have to follow is that they must follow the rules of the shape that they have taken the second chapter two also brings this up yes that it might be that and not the book okay i okay. don't remember but i do like that i mean that's basically the idea is that when it's in a more physical form they can get to it uh except that they have to kill it when it's in it has a few different forms right it has like when it's uh, pretending to be whatever spooky thing. Yes. When it's it the clown, which is like seems to be its like main form, default physical form. Yeah. Yeah. Then when it's it in its true form, in our world, it's a physical representation. It's the closest of its true that form. it can yeah. get to in our world, and then its true true form that lives. out in the deadlights. Yeah. Which maybe I think it. I think it lives in the deadlights. Which would make sense as that being a space outside yeah. of the universe. In yeah. the uh, new movies. Its true form is the deadlights. I think there's a distinction yeah. there. Which I thought was okay. Yeah, that's fine. I thought that was fine. In it terms looked, of consolidating. The, the giant clown deadlight thing looked cool. I loved when they back out of the shot and you see... It's it's basically a gimmick of showing the puppeteer behind the puppet sort yeah, of thing yeah, where yeah, the yeah. deadlights are pouring like their energy... three lights like pouring around and they blast through, through the clown Through the back mouth. of the yeah. head of the Pennywise I thought it looked clown awesome. spider thing. And yeah, I thought it looked great. Cool. Um, most of the characters are kept consistent. Well, so finishing up with it, the, he's different a little bit in every iteration, right? In the original one, sure. he actually suffers when they're doing the ritual on him and it's, he can defeat Bill as adults because Bill's not strong enough anymore. He's gotten too far away from the death of Georgie and everything. Mm-hmm. But Richie's just like actually like <laughs> ready to go. I that mean, was he's never comedian, gone. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, he always kills Eddie, which is sad. Yeah. Uh, Mike makes it down to fight him in the new movies. He doesn't in the book or in the miniseries. He gets sidelined in the second. Like, he gets stabbed, yeah, he gets stabbed by uh, by Henry Bowers yes. in the second move, new movie. He also gets stabbed by Henry Bowers, but he still makes no. Eddie gets stabbed in the Eddie face. Gets stabbed in the face, but makes it down anyway. Yes, and uh, then die. <laughs> and so Mike also gets makes it down. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because yeah, they do the whole. You bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. try to do the ritual. They have to do the too, stupid that gimmick that sucks, and, and I don't like yeah, it. I don't like it either. Um, <laughs> the new movie. Well, no, he didn't make it up. He just lied about the effect of it. That's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> what a fucking idiot. <laughs> Sorry. I love you, Mike, but goddamn, what a stupid fucking I love fucking you. And you I love true Mike. I love. Not fake I, Yeah, I love shoot Mike, not, not um, kayfabe Mike. <laughs> yeah. It's. The other thing, the way that he dies is like. In the original movie and the book, he is like a weird spider thing. Yes. In the book, they have it like he's also, they find out an awful thing that he's, oh, she, that it's a mother and she's laid, oh. she's just laid a bunch of eggs. Oh, And so no. they have to spend a bunch of time Crap. smashing all these it eggs in order to make sure that she doesn't spawn a new thing. And Disgusting. In the new movie, they have to knock over the special effects spider and pull out it's like heart or weird little baby well, they, thing or something they turn its... him they they use the gimmick of it has to obey the laws of what it's in yeah. so they will it down to size so it's tiny 
and then they say, you know, they will out a beating heart and then crush it. In the uh, in it chapter two. In it chapter two, right? I've yes. about in the mini series. Oh, they just not yeah. They it's push a spider it that they knock over. They push it over. Yeah, and they and well, they, it's, it's they get inside its deadlights. They do a very cool thing where it has a like what looks like solar panels almost on its tummy. Yeah, and uh, which it's, are where it's, it's where the deadlights are. come from yeah. and. Bev manages to shoot some silver, slingshot the silver shit that they used, which we'll talk about more at some other point. I loved the effect of that. I genuinely liked, which it. was the green screen, and then just an explosion cool. yeah. inside of it. I, I was like, "That's it, sick. I That's think so it funny." Looks yeah. Cool. yeah, and that gets him all weakened, and then they knock him over, and they just start punching him <laughs> for a just, while, yeah. and then they just rip something out of him, and it's kind of cool. Oh, I, I, I'm fine with it. The new movies. Does yeah. he even turn into a spider thing? They just make him he's, like tiny, right? Well, he, when he's a gross when tiny he's thing. big, yeah, he has like weird spider. Like he has like those like scyther pincer yeah. type yeah, spider but he legs. Stays as a giant. Clown. He's, he's a fusion of it exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like he, it's starting to burst out, but you never get the full true form. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and then they make him into a tiny little gross thing. Yeah, and then, and then they pull out his beating heart and crush it together. Yeah, they say something really funny around there, but. I really just love James McAvoy uh, perpetually yelling clown in an American accent. That's what it was. It's very funny That's what to it me. was, is that everybody's, when they're making they're him small, too. Yeah, everybody's like, like, pace. like, kind of like <laughs> going clown. in and out. And they're you're going, a fucking, clown, yeah, clown, you're, you're a, a clown. Fucking, you're a joke. Hey, you're Fuck a clown. You. Yeah, like, it's really fucking stupid. <laughs> also, when Pennywise <laughs> dies in chapter one, or when he's dying, he's, he's like about to let go of the well, and he goes, fear. And then that. he lets go, and it's like it so much. You're so, so any stupid. Sense. You suck, dude. Yeah, I liked you so much through all of this, and why do you got to leave on a bad? I note? don't know. That's such a. He has a weird focus on fear. Like we didn't get that. That he thinks. Yeah, like, kids we know. Taste better we got when it. Afraid, yeah, you know? like he just keeps saying fear and shit. Like, yeah, stop it. We get it. Enough. There's other lines yeah. for you to say. <laughs> yeah. So that's wild. But yeah, Pennywise is a very. Uh, I think in all of them, he gets the same vibe, but they uh, perform it in different ways. I think specifically for the Pennywise persona. Mm-hmm. Um, the the miniseries is very close to the book where he yeah. has like a, a gleeful, like he loves what he does and he bees weird by being just like a legit clown. You know? Yeah, exactly. exactly. I love, I know people make fun of it, but I love when he's in the library. That's the when, best scene. Uh, when Richie Tojo comes in scene. and he's got like the noisemaker and he's like and looking around all him. weird. Yeah. Well, that's what I like. It's what I love about it is like the sheer audacity and like the almost arrogance of it of, I'm just going to do my bits yeah. because it's ruining your mind right now. Like yeah. it is shattering you. If I say, do you have Prince Albert in a can? <laughs> you do. Well, you better let the poor guy out. And then like, yeah. just laughing at his own joke. Like while Richie's like yelling at this librarian when he doesn't have to. Yeah. No, it's like, he's actually awesome. So he doesn't have to like back it up. Like he yeah, like knows exactly. what he's doing and can like the, a hundred percent. And the thing I, the thing that I do like about the new one is, and I was thinking about this a lot when I was rewatching the Georgie scene because it also comes up in a similar scene in part chapter two. He cannot fucking wait to eat children. <laughs> he is like the the clown is a thin veneer. It's like, so like it's so behind the eyes is just like yeah. raw like hunger you yeah. know what i mean it's it's no he's I love hungry yeah. and like exactly. yeah he's not there to have fun he's constantly and like, drooling when yeah. he's near children and it's like i think a lot of people initially were like how can you get them to lure in whatever and i'm like 
First of all, he has his own weird charisma. Yeah. And second of all, children. he just needs to get him cl- like for like a second. He yeah. needs one second and he can do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird <laughs> that they fed that kid that they made up to him in the funhouse. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't make him up. He's skateboard kid. He's kid with skateboard like, in the book. Come on. He's from the book actually, yeah. but he doesn't get eaten. He doesn't get book. eaten. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, did. Yeah. The the little girl under the bleachers one is a true show of his charisma yeah. because he is playing like the sad monster yeah, yeah. who's like, oh, I'm a freak, blah, blah, blah. And then he just fucking grabs it. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> something that, that uh, Stephen King says about the skateboard. Uh, Bill tells the kid on the skateboard as when he when Bill's an adult, like, hey, be safe on that. And the kid's like, can't be safe on a skateboard, mister. Yo. <laughs> and just kickflips out of there, yeah. basically. And it's just like, and that becomes a line that sticks with Bill and an important <laughs> line. And I'm like, that is, because it's like a very important thing going into fight it. It's like, no, you got to be kids. You have to ri- yeah. be safe. Like, it's, you just got to, you just got to do it. For exactly. The love of it. Um, I do love, so Bill Skarsgård. His Pennywise does a thing where his eyes move in two different directions. Yeah. And Bill Hader has a great story on set where he was just like, hey, he was talking to Bill Skarsgård and he was just like, hey, so do they do, they do like CGI for that? Like, how do, how's the CGI for that thing? And he goes, what thing? And he's like, oh, you know, the thing where your eyes, you know, move in two directions. And he goes, oh, you mean this? And then he just does it in oh. real because he can do that in real life. And Bill Hader was like, oh, my fucking God. Oh, my God. It's so scary. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I don't love when he bites Georgie and he's got that weird CGI mouth. No. No. The CGI mouth is no good. The scene in the pro- well, with the projector is uh, awesome. I really did enjoy that. The thing where he's in the fridge and like untangles Ooh. himself as a werewolf. That's awesome. That was another that was another thing where behind the scenes he was terrified that he was traumatizing the kid who plays Eddie. Oh. And because he's straight one thing that I'll say, because we might we'll probably get into this later, but like Performances from everybody are great in this. Yeah, yeah. Everybody gives it their fucking all all the time and it works a treat. The kids are so good in chapter Um one. Eddie is like screaming and crying and they cut and Bill is immediately like, are you okay? Like, mm-hmm. holy shit, I'm so sorry. And like a true professional, the actor is just like, no man, no, it's great. Lay it into me. Lay it into me. Like, it's awesome. I'm like, oh my God, like you're an adult. Man. You're like one of those wild. adult children. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah the... I mean, I love the kids and adults in the original. It's more, it just feels like since so many of them yeah. are unknown to me, you know, barring, um, what's his, what's his name? Seth Green as young Richie Tozier. Fucking that's right. I forgot. Uh, about Seth Green. Nobody else I know. So to me, they yeah. are just them. them. And yeah. it, it's just, a, it's just an insane thing to me. But the, the new ones we have, like all the kids are like famous now. The yeah. The, and all Some the adults from were, this, yeah. yeah, from this and all the adults were previously famous exactly yeah and they do really good and the attitude stays the same with most everybody except for uh eddie as an adult they completely change his character and it's i to the point I that they changed the kid character in the part two stuff a little bit like they modify well the it, it it moves over to like bridge that gap yeah 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 and i i love the original eddie don't get me wrong, I think that's still superior Eddie, and that's that's the way it should be done. But like, especially since we're just having fun in these new ones, I and love, aren't caring yeah. about characters. The adult Eddie is so fucking the adult funny. He's ridiculous. They, they just made him like matter as a kid, and then he's an <laughs> extremely angry adult, and he's like, very funny. And his rapport with Richie is so fucking. good. It's so funny because 
the the chapter one feels like an honest to god just updated Eddie, like yeah. for a fifty an eighties Eddie versus a fifties crazy Eddie. cute kid. Like it's great, but like he's still like neurotic and weird yeah, about yeah, stuff. Yeah. But he is a little bit more like fuck your mother or like stop yeah, that's yeah. fucking stupid. Um, yeah, adult Eddie is fucking hilarious. How yeah. much he dropped a lot of the neur- the neuroses and just went into like fuck you and fuck you and die and I hate you and fuck you and shut up and eat <laughs> shit. So and I'm like, yeah, great. Um, the only other major difference was uh, with the Pennywise's was uh, Tim Curry's Pennywise is a lot more of a, like what you would think of, what one would think of as a clown. Yeah. Whereas um, Bill Skarsgård's is more like an old school, like oh, 400 clown. years ago clown. Like that's a mix of multiple things. Like he likes mm. to do a lot of body contortion like the thing you were talking about with the fridge right there's a lot of like twisting and turning and weird stuff with his body he does a lot of dancing too um a very is specific weird scene is- he, he does in the <laughs> yeah in the sewers when he comes out of that weird like box thing with a yes. like, little hell scene yeah and he starts dancing and they do well, something that's like weird a show with the that's like a wagon you would have as a yeah. traveling performer like you'd pop you would the yeah. stage would come out and that's where you would do your thing they, they do something weird where they make like the, the background vibrate so or some shit. what is it's, that it is a weird, I don't know what the exact term is, but they're basically centered on his head mm-hmm. and tracking the movement accordingly. So his head isn't moving, but his legs, yeah. he's doing the weird big dance yeah, yeah. where he jams his hands in front of him and swings his legs I out. So you're getting the like, his head is shaking, but mm-hmm. you're tracking it directly. So it's vibrating. It's like weird yeah, yeah. with it. Yeah. I think it looks cool. And he's it's... like not smiling during that. Oh. Some of, some <laughs> of the shit they do. Fucking weird fucker. I love movies it. are so cool. Yeah. Like I said, I love when he hops out of the, proje- the projector <laughs> in, the, in the garage where he's like massive. And you're yeah. like, I was ready for so many things, not for him to be huge and filling <laughs> up like the entire garage. And all the kids are freaking out and running. Like, <laughs> Yeah, some really fun stuff. In Absolutely. Those. God, if we could just get those horror bits into the original, with with the original, if I just want them to remake it again. You know, in, tw- in twenty seven years they'll do it. Because the miniseries came out in nineteen ninety, and the new, the first movie came out in twenty seventeen. It was literally twenty seven years. Damn. It was literally the return of it. So. <sighs> I'm seventy, I guess. No, oh, we'll be. Yeah. Oh. Shit. 40, 50. We'll almost be 60. Yeah. Well, I, I, Let's I stop talking because, about this. I said that because it's... Uh, well, 27 years from 2017. It's, it's a line in, in the miniseries, Richie. Says. Yeah, This thing comes right. back when I'm 70. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think we, we can cut it off there. I think we're all set up now. That's what I was going to say. So I wanted to stop other, there. Other so people in, and then we can, yeah, cover any details, keep talking about them, things we did like, don't like, but now we don't need to cover any narrative or like characters we can just immediately start talking and you'll be all all set to listen to our next episode coming out on monday monday halloween halloween that's it great i want to thank uh eyes of astoria for our wonderful theme song Deadwalk, and melanie for running our instagram you can find melanie or john from eyes of astoria throughout various episodes you can check which ones those are by going to the bloody stream.com and going to podcast people Thank find you. our movies are streaming there. yes absolutely that's the big it's really good for that uh, big shout out to our sister podcast Downtime with John and Emily the how to podcast by siblings who don't know anything you can find them on getdowny.com or on social media at Downy siblings d-o-w-n-e-y siblings as in brother and sister you can find us on twitter and instagram at bloody stream pod and we'll talk to you same bloody time 
same bloody channel.